There have long been claims of employee misclassification in trucking. Many allegations involve classifying truck drivers as independent contractors rather than employees, including leased owner-operators. Recently, there have been attempts to address these issues with both legislation and regulation. However, many trucking groups are increasingly concerned these efforts are going too far and could lead to the end of the independent contractor in trucking. Welcome to the Eyes on the Road podcast from PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed software for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge reporting. 30 years ago, when I started covering the trucking business, I began as a reporter for an owner-operator magazine. From there, I moved to doing work for other trucking media outlets, some for owner-operators, some for fleet management. One of the many issues I heard discussed over the years from the perspective of both audiences had to do with truck driver classification, or what some term as misclassification. More specifically, unscrupulous carriers who say their workers are independent contractors when they're treated like employees. Most efforts at reforming such practices have failed. However, the past couple of years, such efforts have gained steam. And while some in trucking say such reforms are overdue, there are concerns this could lead to the end of the use of independent contractors, including leased owner-operators. Joining me to discuss this is Joe Rakovats. He's Director for Governmental Affairs at the Western States Trucking Association. It's the oldest independent nonprofit trucking association in the U.S. And unlike most trucking associations, it serves three varied groups, owner-operators, fleets, and brokers. It's online at WESTRK.org. Joe, welcome to Eyes on the Road. Well, good, good to be here, Evan. Well, there are three main issues I want to look at. Two are on the federal level, which we'll discuss in just a moment. But I want to start with one from the state in which you're based, California. It's called Assembly Bill 5, which was passed and signed into law about two years ago. Now, in late April, a federal court turned back a challenge to the law. Joe, what would this law do? When would it do it? And why is it important to what's going on at the federal level? Well, what uh, AB 5 does in California is an institute a ABC test in determining employment classification and in a contracting entity has to pass all three prongs of the test and in, uh, in order to not be uh, having the people they're contracting with declared uh, employees for the trucking industry the B prong is the most problematic prong because it very strictly states that uh, you can contract, and I'm going to paraphrase, you can contract with somebody, but they can't be involved in the same industry doing the same thing. So a trucking company, uh, trucks, an owner-operator who leases to a trucking company or hauls for that trucking company, they too are engaged in trucking. The B, that would be a violation of the B prong. As you mentioned, uh, the federal court here, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, did reverse, not a decision, what they reversed was a trial court judge's preliminary injunction against enforcement of AB5, the ABC test on the trucking industry that was issued in uh, January of 2020. It's a long legal discussion involving federal preemption, Federal Aviation Administration Authorization Act, and whether they believed that there was 
any sort of federal preemption here. And the bottom line is by a two-to-one decision, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said there was no federal uh, preemption. There was a pretty vigorous dissent uh, from one of the judges that there was federal preemption. And at this point, the uh, law will effectively go into effect for trucking companies here in California uh, by late May. Uh, However, uh, there's chances that that could be extended. It all depends on what the California Trucking Association uh, does in their lawsuit in terms of uh, the appeals process. Uh, It's certainly possible that if the Ninth Circuit, a full panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decides to hear the case, they could uh, stay the other three-judge panel's decision, and the injunction could stay in place until the full panel hears it. That's assuming the full panel hears it. There's a lot of unknowns right now going on over this. Well, there's certainly a lot to keep an eye on. I want to move on to what's happening on the federal level. One of these is legislation that's in Congress known as the PRO, P-R-O Act, which is short for the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. Now, it would amend federal labor law in various ways, especially when it comes to workers organizing. However, for trucking, a major concern also has to do with employee classification. What are the details, Joe? As you said, the PRO Act, it's been passed by the House of Representatives. It is being included in the infrastructure bill right now, which, of course, is kind of iffy in terms of where that's going to go in the U.S. Senate because of the price tag uh, associated with the infrastructure bill. With that said, the uh, PRO Act would institute, amongst other things, there's a lot of lot of things in the PRO Act, but one of the things that it would do is institute the same ABC test for determining proper classification of individuals when they contract. Now, what's kind of uh, a little bit, uh, I think, foggy for a lot of people, and certainly there's been a lot of news in the trucking industry about this, is the PRO Act fundamentally is a change if it were instituted to the National Labor Relations Act. And the enforcer of the National Labor Relations Act is, of course, the National Labor Relations Board. And the NLRA primarily is about setting, let's call it the ground rules, between unions and employers in terms of how, you know, how one another has to interact, whether it's in organizing efforts or even ongoing representation. So there has been those who certainly think that adopting the PRO Act is essentially the nationalization of California's AB5, in other words, setting an ABC test across the entire nation. And so it does lead to some questions as as to who can file a complaint under the uh, National Labor Relations Act with the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, Is this going to have to involve a union organizing effort, which, by the way, here in California, we've seen this with motor carriers, certainly at the ports in L.A. Long Beach, where the owner-operators vote for Teamster representation, and then, of course, the company is shut down. And it is my understanding that's how uh, an ABC test would effectively work is in situations like that, as opposed to something much more broad-based like AB5 here in California, which affects 100% of all contracting entities. Joe, you mentioned the ABC test a couple of times. Could you explain for our listeners what exactly an ABC test is? An ABC test establishes three factors, Evan, that a contracting entity would have to pass 
in order for the entity individual that they contract with to be considered truly an independent contractor. And it's A, the worker's free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in connection with the work performance. B, this is the trucking industry's problem, the worker performs work that is outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business. And then C, the worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business of the same nature as the work performed. Okay, thanks. Earlier I mentioned there was a third issue, and that is a recent move by the U.S. Labor Department withdrawing a regulation designed to clarify the federal standard for determining if a truck driver is a contractor or employee. What is that about, Joe? Well, it's literally what is called midnight regulation that happened late in the Trump administration with his Department of Labor coming out with guidance that would use two factors in determining whether somebody was an independent contractor or not, the nature and degree of worker control over the work and the worker's opportunity for profit or loss based on personal initiative or investment. So in a trucking sense, obviously, you know, that means you own equipment or you invested in equipment. But it doesn't really matter because uh, the uh, Biden administration had put on hold that particular midnight regulation. Department of Labor had rescinded that, and they are going to move towards um, what they view is a more fair standard they view as uh, being based in judicial interpretations, and it'll be seven factors. That's what's being reported right now. There are those who think that the U.S. Department of Labor could potentially institute its own ABC test. I've certainly been reading where that's a fear because of some of the appointees related to the Department of Labor, but uh, that remains to be seen. Joe, you've been in trucking 30 years, and you spent a lot of that time as a leased owner-operator. With this law in California, a proposal in Congress, and a possible change in a major Labor Department rule, how concerned would you be about all of this if you were a leased owner-operator today, and why? I think you got to be very, very concerned. For the entire time that uh, I was uh, an owner-operator, Evan, I never had my own authority. I leased uh, my truck and trailer to overlying motor carriers. There were a lot of reasons that I did that. I did look at getting my own authority. It's not always contrary to what many say, you know, the best way to do things. Uh, I did a lot of refrigerated LTL. In doing that, trying to do it on my own, Uh, I wasn't going to be able to cultivate all of the contacts necessary to get loads that would pay $7,000, $8,000. You can get those through a broker where they do the consolidating, but they've stepped down on it quite a bit. You know, without getting into all the particulars for any and all owner-operators, there are always different factors that come into play in terms of their relationships with overlying motor carriers. Do do they get to run uh, the routes they want? Do they get paid regularly? Do they get the kind of pay they want? Do they get the time off they want? There's a zillion factors that come into it. An ABC test at the national level, especially like we've been discussing, the B-prong, would not make it possible for any motor carrier to lease an owner-operator 
under, by the way, federal regulations that allow for that. If uh, an ABC test applied through an agency could uh, trump another agency's, in this case, uh, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration regulations that allow for it. You need to be very concerned here because there are a lot of people who think that the answer here is simply get your own authority. That's really problematic for many right now, uh, and it fundamentally has to do with the insurance issue. Insurance, what used to cost literally five, six, seven thousand dollars just five years ago, we see rates beginning at fifteen thousand annually right now, and twenty and twenty-five thousand dollars. And this is for experienced drivers with very good records, uh, I might add. There are different states in the country, California being one of them, where if you try to get uh, insurance as a new motor carrier, you're behind the eight ball right out right out of the gate. There's many insurance companies that will not uh, offer insurance to somebody with a new U.S. DOT number. Okay, so if this California law stands or these federal proposals become law, there would be no way motor carriers could use independent contractors under traditional lease agreements. Joe, does this automatically mean leased owner-operators are doomed? The only option, if there's an ABC test, is to um, get your own operating authority, if that's possible. And I might add to that, Evan, here in California, the way that's playing out is that the owner-operators who were sole proprietors are having to incorporate it. Many, many entities will not deal with an owner-operator that sets up an LLC, a single-member LLC. They want to see corporations, S-corporations. So there's a tremendous cost that will be involved in this type of conversion. What has led to this increased attention to independent contractors, especially in trucking? And is the trucking industry even partially to blame for this increased scrutiny? Uh, In my opinion, the answer to that is yes. There has been abuses in the trucking industry, and the abuses stem from what a lot of us understand as lease purchasing arrangements. That's what triggered all of this. That's what fundamentally triggered uh, AB5 in California related to trucking. We can all sit here and argue over whether lease purchasing is um, a viable model to build a business, but it is portrayed by organized labor and their allies politically as the dominant model in trucking. It is not the dominant model in trucking. Now, if we were to classify it, I would guess 5% of motor carriers nationally engage in lease purchasing. There are rules on the book in mo- in books in most states that could effectively deal with this. That is Joe Rockovitz of the Western States Trucking Association. You can find him and the group online at westrk.org. Joe, thanks very much for your time. You're welcome, Evan. And that will do it for another edition of the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. Remember, you can listen to previous editions of this podcast through your favorite podcasting service or on the PrePass website at prepass.com. There you will also find our blog about the latest developments in trucking. Remember to follow PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.